0: Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides. It's my actual job title and last name, which is part of the reason why the mathematical model that I have built to predict various sports outcomes is affectionately known as sideline. You'll hear more about the model during the course of this episode, sets to cover select college basketball games scheduled to be played on Friday, January 6th, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's theprofessor.com slash new for explanations for recommendations on wager scaling, where to find additional picks and community rules. Key there on the additional picks, we're going to cover the biggest, the best games, which for this Friday slate is games that aren't terrible to have on your television set, but they're not going to be quite as good as the last couple of days we've had, but I picked out the most interesting games. Games I can find an angle on. But always remember, there are no locks in gambling. So sideline parses its picks into two categories, plays and leans. The plays are going to have to blind back and profit in the long run. While the leans are around 51%, basically just needing a little bit extra oomph before the model wants to play on that extra half a point, full point, point and a half, whatever to get it to profitable in the long run. Remember, I'm not shopping around trying to find that extra value you should Um, but you know, if I shop around and get every single best number that's out there, and a lot of you are only playing with two or three books, and I show profits, you can't get them. That doesn't do anybody any good. I'd rather go the other way around. I'd rather me show less profits and you get more because you're able to shop around. So that's kind of what the liens are there too, to kind of say, hey, if you could find a better price, maybe it's worth an investment. But at the only one book that I'm using for picks, it's not. You're gonna remember we're only gonna cover the best games of the day, but the results of the totality of all recommended picks. I love the model plays, they've been good to us all season. Plays the day where I can pick out my favorite games day of at the best numbers, uh, the the games that still have the best numbers available to them over on Patreon and given a lot of totals discord. If you're a totals player, all of that can be found at the bedstape and the Google sheet link in the show description. That Google sheet also contains a full set of projections and picks on every single game. And if you want early access to the picks and projections, see the Patreon link it's in the crawler below and the show description. It's also where you can access that Discord chat, which is the best place to get questions answered about these or other games, other sports, along with a lot of general fun over there. But as always, take what you like and leave the rest. Lastly, please understand the good and bad variants will occur. So as much as we'd like to see will be profitable each and every day. That is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Recording this here on Thursday afternoon, a little bit earlier, lines are earlier, so just knocking this out and get it done. Um, You know, I have to comment, uh, one of my hesitancies always of recording this early is I can't talk about what happened yesterday. So now I'm talking about what happened two days ago. Um, you know, or, or potentially by the time you see this, uh, I can tell you what happened yesterday, but now you've already, now you've got an extra day's games in there. Right. So uh, it, it always, it makes it a little tougher. And that was kind of my hesitancy. I think it's probably worth it. You know, there, nothing's perfect. Right. Um, so, you know, by now you might already know how some of Thursday's is going to get. I have no idea. Now I'm talking about Wednesday. Uh, Real fresh, you talk about the good and bad variance, two totals losses by half a point on the official record. Um, Again, hopefully you shopped around. There were a lot of numbers that would have pushed or won out there. Um, Both those in garbage time, the way that played out. Um, And that's what we always say, the good and bad variance will occur. Uh, It doesn't matter if you play three games or or 30 games, it's going to hit. Again, the benefit to playing 30 games is that's only a small piece of the total portfolio rather than every game you have. You know variance does matter because if you're playing fewer games, you have higher variance, uh, could lead to really good days, really bad days. Put you on a roller coaster ride if that's the ride you want to be on, that's your business. I personally don't like that, um, you know, real, you know, five and oh one day, oh and five the next, that type of variance. I'd rather go, you know, slow and steady, build a bankroll. That's just my personal philosophy, but again, I can't make everybody happy with how this is all playing out. So, again, there's just a lot out there if you're looking for. Betting the biggest games, you're in the right spot. If you're looking for the best edges, um, you know, dive a little bit deeper into the sheet. Do a little bit of research there. The plays that Dave might be worried. Again, if you're looking for totals, the Discord's kind of where those have been sitting now. Uh, so you just got a lot of different places to go depending on kind of what you're looking for. I'm trying to provide something good for a lot of different people, but it's very difficult. Uh, but again, you know, just a couple of those frustrating losses on those totals um, here on Wednesday. Hopefully we'll get, have some better luck here on Thursday. Maybe we'll get a couple of those good variance things where uh, it's up in the air and the players are just barely playing and, and it'll it'll go our way uh, in the long run. It will. Uh, you just need a relatively large sample size for that. So uh, I, again, that's why my belief is, you know, play more rather than less just because we get to that quicker. Um, but again, whatever you do that works for you, uh, obviously, obviously is good. Uh, I think there's about, you know, 14 ish games or so here on Friday. I'm going to cover half of them, uh, about half of them here in this episode. But before we get to that, some reminders, please hit that like button for on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following it's free. And if you turn on notifications that you won't miss any of the college basketball and will be college football content that this channel provides. i you already much the Patreon, but check it out. If you haven't yet, lots of great benefits. Over there, above and beyond what happens here. $3 per month gets you those plays of the day, another $2 per month access to the Discord chat and for $5 more a month. You get ad free shows delivered to you earlier than the general public and immediate access to all the picks. Numbers don't always move in the direction I play them, but more times than not, they don't. It's kind of weird. We've had a, a rougher Tuesday and Wednesday, but gotten great line movement, our direction, that closing line value. I'm not as big a believer in it as some are. I think in general, I think it's one of those, if you're making good picks, you'll get closing line value. But just because you have closing line value doesn't necessarily mean you've made good picks. I believe in the process, though, I think we're making good picks. I think closing line value is evident of that. Uh, the games haven't gone our way for the most part these last couple of days. It's been a little frustrating, um, but you know, I kind of just trust in the process here and saying, hey, if other smart people are seeing the, the the board the way we are here, you know, the way the model is, the way I'm seeing it, I think in the end, that probably means good things, even though it's been a rougher Tuesday Wednesday. And hopefully Thursday's great. By the time you watch this, you've been celebrating a lot of Thursday wins. I have no idea how it'll go out because you never really know. Uh, let's talk about, you know, baseball season's a fun one, but you go back and look at the baseball daily record and it's a lot of ups and a lot of downs, but overall much better than than good than bad, but, each day, you just never really know, right? Uh, but again, even if you're with us on Patreon, you get a lot of fun stuff over there. But if you're not there, we're still thrilled to have you here. Let's get to it. Sorry, I've rambled a little bit longer today. <laughs> All that's courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up, link in the show description. Current is at the time of this recording here on Thursday afternoon. Gonna kick us off 6 p.m. Central, pin at Cornell. Uh, one of the probably top three games here on the night. Every game is on television here, um, you know, depending on your. Uh, assuming you've got ESPN plus ESPN three CBS sports right? All those things, every game's on TV. Uh, but one of the more interesting ones here, I think Penn and Cornell, uh, Penn only eight and seven, but I think an above average team overall, Cornell 11 and three, also an above average team, two pretty solid Ivy league schools. The Ivy league tends to have, uh, I believe there's eight schools in the Ivy and they tend to have about four that are, you know, usually pretty decent. That makes that little 14 tournament they do at the end that they started up Penel- now the last couple of years. Pretty interesting. It's usually four decent teams. These are two of them right here. Cornell's a three-point favorite. That is a model play. That's what I'm going to recommend to you here. So I'm adding an extra half unit to it. I like Cornell here. I love laying a short number. Obviously, I'd rather love, I'd rather lay two. Uh, I always talk about two is one of my favorite numbers to lay uh, because winning by one is just not that likely uh, in the grand scheme of things. Not impossible, but not as likely. But you know, Cornell minus three, I think is a great investment. Um, model would say to play it up to three and a half. I think. Maybe you can get away playing at minus four, a little bit riskier there, but I, I think four may be okay. I wouldn't want to play it beyond that though. Model says 4.8 is what it should. Be. We've backed Penn a lot this year. We backed them nine times and gone seven and two, uh, but we backed Cornell seven times and gone five and two. And the other five times they've covered all of them. So Cornell 10 and two against the number this year. And I'm just not sure the number's quite caught up to me yet. They've been really good. They've been on the rise. And and I think we're still trying to play catch up to to just how how solid this team is. And they're not the best team in the world. But for the Friday nights, they're one of the better teams playing. Uh, I think at home, they can get the job done. They play really fast. Uh, Penn plays at a pretty average speed. Both these teams, with regards to their talent level, are pretty carbon copy of each other. Both of them have good offenses, bad defense. There's a reason why. This total is 155. Uh, And the model would lean, not picking over, but the model would lean even over that. I mean, this should be a fun game with regards to uh, a lot of offense, not a lot of defense, and decent teams. Um, But I think that Cornell, A, at home, uh, is a difference maker, B, Again, their pace is a little bit tougher to deal with because you just don't see that pace that often that, you know, a handful of teams play this fast for sure, but there's 360 teams and you could easily go, you know, half a season without playing a team or only playing one team that's played this fast. It's a little bit tougher. Cornell at home should be able to do what they want to do, playing with that pace a little bit faster. Penn. Might try to slow them down, but they don't have the defense to do it, especially on the road. So I think that really all plays in Cornell's favor. I think they're really likely to win this game. The model says they win it uh, 67% of the time. And if so, I think in general, they're going to win by three or more. Might push this, um, but a really good chance to win. A pretty strong, one of the stronger model edges for the day. I'm backing Cornell minus three model backs as well. I think it's a great investment. Again, for two teams that are looking up, should be a good one to watch. Also at 6 p.m., Kortepiak at Ryder. We're going to back Ryder here laying a point and a half, another model pick that I also like. Again, talked about love laying a number like two or less. Um, Here, the only way we lose is if they win by one. Again, not mathematically that likely. Model thinks this is Ryder minus 2.6 on average. Uh, We've actually faded both these teams uh, a, a lot really, and um, just kind of underestimated both of them to about the same degree. So I don't think there's any bias. There's sometimes where I see we're like always playing one team and always fading the other team, or we're really underestimating one team or the other. And that's when I'm kind of like, eh, maybe the model's just not seeing these teams right. That happens from time to time. This isn't one of those. We've been kind of fading them both at the same rate. So I don't think there's a bias one way or the other. Uh, I, I'm not convinced that Quinnipiac is the better team. And They, they might be. Uh, they might not be. I mean, it's, it's rounding error, I guess is what I would say here that these two teams are pretty close. And and by the end of the season, sure one will have performed better than the other, but um, it, you know, these two teams are pretty interchangeable. if Queen and PX, the better team it's by the slightest of margins. So, I mean, in that case, just give me the home team lane, a really short number like this. You can play money line. If you want a little bit of odds in general, laying odds, it, it, it's just, it's not a great strategy. Um, for the most part, there's times when when you should, for sure, but for the most part, uh, it, it, it creates a level of difficulty that probably just isn't worth it for most people. If you really know what you're doing, absolutely, but, but you know, otherwise, I just say lay the point and a half, really. And if they win by one, you just kind of shrug and laugh and, and move on with life. I think laying the point and a half your thrider makes a lot of sense. Like I said, two teams that I think are pretty interchangeable, um, very average. Decent offenses, very average, decent defense, just very run-of-the-mill teams here. Um, Quinnipiac's going to try to play it a little faster. Uh, on the road, I'm not sure how successful they'll be, but it's not quite that pace, like I talked about with Cornell. Um, and Ryder plays a little bit faster than Penn does when you compare back to the last game. So I don't think it'll give him as many problems. And, and I think Quinnipiac trying to play at a faster p- pace might struggle a bit more with that on the road. So I think a little bit of a home edge here for Ryder uh, makes a lot of sense. In a game, in a conference, I don't give big home edges to this conference because a lot of the travel is really close to each other. Um, so I'm not even giving you a big home edge. I just think Ryder. Laying a short number at home, there's still the travel, the comfortability of your gym, that sort of thing I think is uh, where Ryder can get it done here, laying a short number. Uh, Model would play this uh, up to one and a half. This is as high as it would play it. You probably can play it at minus two. Uh, Just take the push or whatever, because then if you play it, you push. I mean, uh, it's not like you're – if on a Saturday I might say differently uh, or a Thursday with a bunch of games because, like, that capital can be used elsewhere, your capital is probably not going to be going elsewhere on a Friday night with this very few games. So if you play it to push, no big deal. Um, So I think playing two probably is fine as well. But we just don't want to play any higher than that. Because, again, these two teams are relatively even. Um, So we've got an edge here if we're playing a really short number with the home team. But that edge goes away as the number gets bigger. 6 p.m. Central, Detroit at Wright State. Um, not a lot of defense going to happen in this one, with regards to uh, how this was going to go. It's kind of like that first one should be uh, more fun, a little bit sadder of basketball because it's uh, that first was a little bit more about really good offenses. This one's more about, um, you know just bad defenses more or less between these two teams. Uh, we're going to lay the three and a half with right state sideline says it should be 4.9 model says it would lay it up to four. I tend to agree. I think four is a reasonable number to lie. I think right state is the better team, not by a ton, but by enough that at home, I think laying three, three and a half, four is a pretty good investment. I don't want to lay more than that though, because now we're getting easily into the range of there's a lot of ways they can win, but the bet doesn't win. So three, three and a half, four, Good numbers to lay with Wright State. Again, I think they're the slightly better team. Um, Detroit's defense is terrible. Their offense is pretty solid, and Wright State's defense isn't that good. So, I mean, Detroit's going to score some points. Um, but Wright State, I think, just is going to have a huge edge offensively uh, when they've got the ball. Their offense. Isn't anything to write home about, but Detroit's defense is so bad. And at home, I think Wright State, they're kind of meh offense against the bad defense at home that's kind of the place that it should shine or on the road, maybe not on the road. You're a little bit more concerned about like if that office doesn't show up, like all of a sudden they can't exploit the other team's weakness, but at home they should be able to. And so backing right state here, I think makes a lot of sense again, up to four with regards to how we've done on these two teams, how the model's done, everything's just ho-ho. So, so nothing really to, to speak of. It's just, Wright State's a little better team laying a small number makes a lot of sense. It's really that short and simple back to the Ivy league for the last 6 p.m. game we're going to cover until we get to the overtime segment. Harvard at Brown. Brown letting us down last time they were featured here on this show. But I'm going to go back to them here. I'm going to lay the one with Brown at home against Harvard. Obviously, Harvard, a decent team. Uh, both of these teams kind of the undercard, and it's at the same time. So the true boxing analogy doesn't really hold. Kind of the undercard of that first one. I mean, two decent teams here in the Ivy League, but both a little bit worse than uh, Penn and Cornell. Um, you know, Harvard's got a lot of love with a couple games that they've played where they've looked really good, but you have to remember they've got a couple games where they haven't looked that good as well. They're just a so-so team and that's the same for Brown. Neither one of them is anything special. Um, home team laying one, I think it's just too good to pass up model would lay it up to two and a half again, given that your capital is probably not tied up or else, or maybe even up to three, um, the model likes laying, laying it here with the home team says it should be 3.1. Uh, we faded both these teams a decent amount. Hasn't gone well. Both of them have kind of overperformed that, but again, I, I just don't think either team's that great. It's hard to really differentiate them um, with regards to just overall talent. You'd say, um, you know, Harvard, you know, might be the better team, probably the better team, but if they are, it's it's by the it's by rounding error. Um, there's there's a decent chance they really aren't. Um, again, it's a short season so far. Haven't had a lot of games. Like I said, if you told me these two teams were equivalent. Sure, Harvard's a little bit better. Sure, if they're a little bit better, lay the one with the home team. I think it's still a good investment. So it's kind of one of those, either way you look at it, it's either a decent play or a good play. And those are the types of investments I think make a lot of sense in the long run. So I'm going to lay the one with Brown. Again, laying it up to two, two and a half, three probably makes uh, a lot of sense. Nothing to talk about with pace. Nothing else really interesting about this one. Just two mediocre teams. Take a home team Land as one number. 7:30 p.m. Central Akron at Ball State. This one's probably uh maybe your second most interesting game. Uh maybe tied for first most interesting game here of the night. Ball State's a two and a half point home favorite, which basically is the odds makers telling us we don't really know. And my angle on this one is that I just I think Akron's a better team. And I think it's by by a little bit more than rounding here. I think they're solidly the better team. Uh, Sideline says this should be ball state on average by 0.5, which basically just means they win 51% of the time instead of 50% of the time. Obviously, when you're betting, if you bet minus 0.5 or plus 0.5 or zero, there's no difference between those because you don't tie in college basketball. But when we talk about average margin of victory, that minus 0.5 is different than a plus 0.5 because it just means you win slightly more times on average and you lose. So it means they win 51% of the time here, but I mean, give me plus two and a half and a team that wins 49% of the time. And then of the times that they lose, you would talk about losing by one, not overly likely losing by two happens a lot. So if they can keep it tight, losing by one or two, obviously is is pretty possible. I'd love three, three is the number that if you can find it, if you can shop around, gets up to three. I mean, that is a great number. And if it starts dropping too much, maybe you just look money line instead. Model wants to stop playing it at two and a half, but kind of, as I've been mentioning this whole show, your capital is probably not tied up in too many places. I think plus two is also fine. You only push, but again, if you push, it's like you didn't make the wager. And again, it's not like you needed that money anywhere else, probably on a Friday night, because there's not a lot else happening. Um, So plus two and a half, here's the official pick. That way we win if they lose by two. Um, But if you take plus two, I think that's fine. We threes though. The number where I'm starting to get really excited about this. I just think they're the better team. Uh, otherwise when you compare them, I mean, the, the biggest thing is ball state's got a better offense. Akron's got a better defense. So that should be a real interesting side of the ball. That's where the talent's really going to shine. The other way, when Akron is the ball against ball state, it's just going to be mediocre offense, you know, mediocre defense, that sort of thing. But ball state's offense against Akron's defense is going to be kind of where this is the two best units on the court. And that's probably who's going to going to decide it. But um Again, I think Akron's a better team, so I'm going to take them as the road team here. We've actually faded Akron a lot more than Ball State, so it's kind of a, a change of pace for the model. We've been fading Akron uh, ten times, gone six and four doing it. We've backed Ball State ten times, gone six and four doing that. But here, the model's going the other direction and just says this is more of a coin toss game. So getting two and a half points or plus odds on the money line is a good investment there uh, for some action here on your Friday night. 8 p.m. Central, Stanford at Cal. Either again, three games, it's probably rising to the top of the interest level. Not because Cal is very good, but because Stanford is pretty decent, and at least it's a power five matchup. It's not on the Pac-12 network, right? You can watch this one on one of ESP. I think ESP News got this one. Uh, I'm gonna grab the eight with Cal. Of all the picks so far, this is the only one that's not a model play. The first five games have all been model plays. This one's just a model lean to Cal. The model wants nine. And I tend to agree with it. If I could get nine with Cal, that's where it's starting to get really interesting because Stanford's the better team, but on the road, Cal's starting to figure it out a little bit and at least get towards mediocrity, I I guess is the highest I can say. I mean, they're not looking good, but they've at least shown more signs of life as of late, starting to get a little bit healthier. Um, they're going to get blown out a lot in Pac-12 games, but it's mostly going to be against the UCLA's of the world, the Arizona's of the world. You know, maybe they're Washington State in there, maybe Utah, right? Um, you know, or on the road, right? You know, it, the better teams are on the road, but but at home against the Stanford's of the world, um, you know, the Washington's of the world, right? That's where they're going to at least be able to hang in there. Those are their chances to win here, um, get an extra win in conference. They already got the one uh, at home against Colorado, uh cousin jared and i were talking about that one on yesterday's show uh i'm not sure they win this one but i think at home against again a so-so team relative to the strength of the pac 12 you know a fairly strong conference this year um i think they can hang around so i like plus eight again model wants nine uh, but i think eight's still an okay place to play this at if they hang around hopefully that's where they stop fouling and you know they don't foul down, you know, down seven with 15 seconds to go or something like that. They just let, the, let them dribble at the clock and could lose by seven. Maybe they hang around you know, and lose late, lose by three or four, something like that. They might pull it off, right? I mean, there's just a lot of ways we can be successful in this one. Again, Stanford, definitely the better team, but winning by eight on the road in a rivalry game, in a conference game, um, it's not the easiest thing to do uh, unless you were just drastically better than your opponent. If you're laying eight with Stanford, you kind of have to think they're going to be up double digits, late in this game. And they might be absolutely, but it's just, again, you need to be a lot better than your opponent for that to be something you think is likely to happen. Not just a, it could happen. So I'm going to grab the A here. California at home. I mean, they play slow and that being at home should help them. They should be a little bit more able to control the game on the road. I think they're going to let the, the other team dictate really. And that's where I said it could get really ugly for the Scout team, but at home, they got a better chance for that slow tempo to really help them out. Um, they're going to struggle to score points. There's really no other way to say it. But if they slow the pace down and limit the number of possessions, them struggling to score points still should, they, could, they should be able to muck it up, I guess is what I should say. And that gives us a better chance of covering eight. So again, model says 6.7 is what it should be. That eight is a lean. I think it's a reasonable investment. I'm going to put a half unit on it here. Again, at nine is where it is a model play though. And that takes us to overtime. Those were what I could determine were the six most interesting best games, combination of best teams and closest games uh, of your Friday night here. There's 14 games. I want to make sure I get half of them in for you. Here's the overtime game, a game that will be – very ugly, but I think there's a great angle on it. 6 p.m. Central Oakland and Northern Kentucky tolls 133 and a half. We're going to go over that number. The model says this should be almost 140, and I tend to agree with it when you look at it because. Northern Kentucky plays slow, 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 but Oakland plays really fast. You might say, well, wait a minute. The home team you're talking about is the team that should be able to control the tempo. The better team is the one who's more likely to control the tempo. And I would agree with that in general, except I think that holds true. You know, seven times out of ten, eight times out of ten, I don't know. More times than not. But Northern Kentucky plays slow, but Oakland's defense is terrible. What is Northern Kentucky going to do when they have the ball? When Oakland's like barely playing defense, when they're not getting back on defense, when they're not guarding people well, is Northern Kentucky just going to be like, no, I'm not going to shoot this wide open three. I'm just going to keep passing around. You know, are they going to say, oh, no, I'm not going to take this layup? Like, that doesn't make a lot of sense, right? And I'm sure that there will be times when Northern Kentucky is just going to dribble around and not force Oakland to play defense. But there's enough times where they're going to ha- like almost have to score quickly because Oakland plays such little defense that they're going to score quickly. And that's going to give the ball right back to Oakland who plays fast and they should get some points as well. When Oakland has the ball, it's a pretty 50-50 matchup. They should have some success. They've got a decent offense. Northern Kentucky's got a decent defense. Um, but Northern Kentucky doesn't score a lot. And I think they've got to be excited to go up against a bad defense. You know, And again, if it's me and I know my offense, if I'm the Northern Kentucky coach, and again, I, I try to handicap these as, as if the coach is making the smartest move, which more times than not happens, but not always, right? My game plan here against a team like Oakland is our offense isn't very good. We tend to slow it down because we don't really want to rush our shots because if we rush our shots, our offense gets worse. But playing against a bad defense, when we get good looks, we have to take them because our offense isn't that good. It's not like, you know, Virginia, you know, Villanova. They can slow it down, and they have such good offense. They can still find a good shot with six seconds of the shot clock. Northern Kentucky's offense isn't good enough to do that just in general. So I think they've got to take the open looks when they can find them. So I think it's going to kind of speed them up a little bit to a successful degree. Um, Defensively, they're going to try slow Oakland now, but Oakland, I think is just, plays like the pants are on fire doesn't matter really what so i think this game gets much closer to 140 than 130 133 and a half i think is just too low again the model says that it says 139 and a half um i just think that there should be enough pace in here oakland by naturally northern kentucky just by by sheer accident that this game can get again closer to an average number of points in a game, which is 139 140, than 133 and a half. So going over here, especially at a low number like this, makes a lot of sense. Just too good to pass up, in my opinion. And that's all I've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can control all the sports betting content we we'll be right on this channel. it right into your feed. Be back again tomorrow with more sports betting content. Maybe a little bit longer show here for Saturday games. Got a huge slate. Should be a lot of fun. But until then as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.